Hi everybody, it's Thursday Night Live. Hope this video finds you all well, and if not well, at least content. And I'm sorry, sitting on my little paper here. Um, miss you. Thanks so much for all your comments. For those of you that have been tapping in or have some time to view, we're just so blessed that we get to spend a little time with you with all the social distancing. We don't get the kind of intimacy and uh, that we'd like and we normally used to having. But um, we're going to be continuing on our second uh, session on gardening. Um, I, as you can see, I don't have my scrubs on today, so I didn't have to work and didn't have to rush in. So I've been, it's been kind of nice. So I've prepared a little bit, and he's prepared a little bit that we're just going to kind of share with you what the Lord's put on our heart, just to kind of encourage you and give you something to think about. Um, I have my edema glove on, for those of you who are wondering. Uh, it's called... We call it an edema glove, but basically what it does is just whatever swelling is residual from the injury, it kind of pushes it back to my heart and it helps me when I get my therapy that my fingers aren't so swollen and I can't do my therapy. So those of you that are observing and going, wow, what's on her left hand? So anyway, um, so why don't we open in a word of prayer and sure. we'll start. Okay. Father, thank you, Lord, for our time together and I pray, God, that you would bless our conversation that we have with those that are watching and Lord, that you would bless their hearts and that their hearts would be open to receive from you the things that you want to show them. So we give you this time even now and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. Well, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to touch a little bit on what I shared last week and then my wife is going to step right in after that and talk about some things that God has put in her heart. And so uh, first thing I wanted to do is... Um, this is the God's, you know, Garden, the question, God's it's, Garden series part one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was, uh, last week was uh, planting God's garden. You know, what, what is a garden? The difference between a garden and a farm. And, you know, you think of gardens, you think of beauty, you think of variety, uh, you think of a lot of things that, that make a garden. Whereas mm -hmm. a farm is basically one crop, you know, for mm -hmm. blocks and blocks or miles and miles, depending on how big your farm is. And, uh, but a garden, it just has a different feel, a different sense. And God, when he created man, he put him in a garden, not in a farm, but in a garden. Mm -hmm. And so I talked a little bit about that last week. And there are different kinds of gardens. You know, there are flower gardens, rock gardens, water gardens, uh, urban vegetable gardens, mm -hmm. uh, roof gardens, people growing stuff on the roof, especially in the cities, scented gardens, butterfly gardens, um, things that attract certain, uh, certain butterflies. And so there's a lot, there are a lot of differences between growing a farm and growing a garden. And uh, this in Farm Homestead, I, it says, the word gardener elicits images of flowers, perennial borders, specimen plantings, and places to sit amongst the foliage. Whereas farming is an everyday, all the time type of gig. So it's just, it's work, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so then God in uh, Genesis, he says, uh, let the land sprout with vegetation every sort of seed bearing plant, birds of every kind, every sort of animal. And so if you were to look at science today, they would say that there are over 66,000 species of vertebrate animals and more than 307,000 species of plants. Wow. Uh, just alone with the, with the canines, uh, you have 36, you know, from the fox all the way to, you know, the, the, the dog and the coyote and the wolf and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. And it's, Feline's the same thing. There's 36 different ones there. And yet, when God created man, he said, let us make man mm. in our image. And so he made one human. And then he made his partner, mm -hmm. another human. But they were all 
one of one species. Now, the interesting thing about that is that there have been breakoffs from that, you know, from though we're all human, human right. beings. Right, there's a lot of diversity, just a like plants. A lot of diversity, plants. just mm -hmm. like plants. There's, you know, there are over 5,000 ethnic groups in this world right now. Wow. 5,000, right? And there are over 6,900 languages that are in this world. And so you can see the variety of who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. And yet what's what happens is sometimes we separate ourselves and we become like farmers. We start separating this crop with those people and you know these people are like that. And so we start mm -hmm. to segregate. Whereas that isn't the intention of what God had. His intention was that mm -hmm. we'd integrate. We'd be integrated as people. Right. Uh, because it makes that's for a healthier community. It does. And it, and it reflects mm -hmm. who God is, you know, because I'm only going to be able to reflect a certain part of what, maybe what God has revealed to me, but she's going to reflect another part that I may miss, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the beauty of who we are as people throughout this land, throughout the world, is that we can reflect more fully the image of God. And so, so God places Adam and Eve in, in the garden, and, uh, and their job was to just basically to take care of the garden. And, um, and you see throughout the scriptures that there are different garden uh, scenes going on. Through the Old Testament, there's a Song of Solomon. It talks about uh, this woman following her lover, and she finds him in the garden, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just a beautiful pictures of, of the garden life there. And, uh, and then later on in the New Testament, you see Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. This is when he's dealing with the reality that he's going to have to give his life. And he says, Father, if there's another way, but nevertheless, let your will be done, mm -hmm. you know? And then the Garden of Arimathea, um, which is a garden of a man named Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, he had money and he had purchased a, a place in the garden where he uh, dug out a tomb. And that's where Jesus was laid. And 70 yards away is where Jesus was crucified. And so as soon as he was crucified, then he was taken down to the, to the garden. And this is where the resurrection happened. This is where the tomb, the empty tomb today. And um, It's interesting how we start creation with a garden and then we end with the crucifixion in a garden. In a garden. When the new life of Jesus, when the new humanity is born. The first humanity was born and placed in the Garden of Eden. And then the second humanity, the second Adam that came through Jesus, who redeemed the earth and man, was in a garden. In a garden. Yeah, it's very cool. You know, and isn't it interesting that it talks about, you know, in the scripture it talks about a seed mm -hmm. having to die mm -hmm. so that new life can come. Absolutely. And so that's what happened with Jesus. He was like like planted in the ground uh, in the tomb and for three days. And then all of a sudden he rises back up again. And so then, if you continue on with the scriptures, it looks at in Revelation chapter 22, it talks about the last garden. Um, and it's uh, New Jerusalem's garden. And in this garden, there's a, the river of life, the mm -hmm. tree of life is there. And then it says, and then there are leaves. There, right, that will bring the healings of the nations. Bring healings to the nations, right? Mm -hmm. And it also talks about 12 different crops um, that come every month. Every month, there's a new crop that is harvested mm -hmm. out of that tree. <laughs> Crops, yeah. That's Different cool. ones. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And so in Revelation 22, 1 and 2, I'm going to read it to you. The river was flowing in the middle of the street of the city, and on either side of the river was a tree of life, with its 12 kinds of ripe fruit according to each month of the year. The trees of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. Mm. And so that was, that was really what started me thinking about, God, can we be a part of that? 
Can we be a part of healing, healing of the, the nations. nations? That's exciting. Especially with all that's going on all over this country and what's going on actually all over the world because even specifically what happened to this, this man that was killed. And, um, but I think it's causing us to really look at our lives and ask mm -hmm. the question, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? So that's the reason for the series, you know. And um, as we look at what it's going to take to build a garden, my wife is going to share about getting the ground ready for that. Yeah, I, I like what you're explaining that how communities, yeah, the growth of our hearts determine the health of the community. You know, when people say that, you know, what is sin? Sin's missing the mark. When we don't live up to the potential and the destiny that we're destined and how God created us to live, um, there's certain things that suffer from it. And when you get a bunch of that happening in the same location, uh, it, it hurts not only that person's family and the generations that follow, but also the community in which they live. And it's interesting, you, you even say certain states, certain communities, certain parts of town. You know, you got the same people that stay in that certain area. The people, I don't want to go to that area. Oh, I wouldn't be caught past 6 o'clock at night down there. You know, you start to see the danger of when there is the segregation. Um, mm -hmm that it affects everyone around. Okay, so let's talk about garden planting, okay? Seeds get planted in the soil. So we said that the first garden was planted not by Adam. So you read Genesis very carefully. God planted the garden and he put Adam in the garden. So this is dear to God's heart. This whole concept is really dear to God's heart. And he uses it as a word picture. He's always, you know, when you read his word and when, you, and when he gives you stories and tells you, gives you analogies, it's always because he's saying so many truths all within just a few lines. So he plants him in this garden and, you know, it's interesting. Like my husband said, I started looking too. And I talked about the garden in Song of Solomon. He mentioned it as well. And he talks about in Song of Solomon, he's like, let the fragrance rise. Mm. It's like, He's talking about a closed garden and how there's no growth. There's a lot of rocks in it. The reason why we have to look at our hearts to make sure that our garden, the heart, you know, when we talk about the soil of the garden, it's parallel to the heart. You can look over and over again in Scripture, in Matthew, in, excuse me, in Mark 4, when he talks about the seeds that's planted in a man's heart, and he talks about how healthy the soil is or how healthy the heart is determines on how well the growth will occur. Mm. So... So why do we have to, what do we have to do to the soil? We have to cultivate it and we have to till it. And the difference between cultivating and tilling, it's very similar, but the cultivating is the kind of the everyday kind of cleansing, the going through things, it's the rehashing, it's the confessing of things. It's trying to keep our hearts soft, not keeping our anger, not keeping judgments, just mm -hmm. kind of keeping our, our conversation and our intimacy with those around us. We want our hearts soft so that we can hear from God. If he says to ask us to do something, we're going to be like, absolutely, Lord. So he's always cultivating our heart. He's always tilling. Tilling is a little bit deeper. It says when you till the soil, you got to do it like 8 to 10 feet. That's a lot of work to, to till 8 mm. to 10. I mean, that's work. And what is it tilling the ground for? It's trying to bring air and so that when the water comes in, that it's better, better absorbed. And we all know water is another typology mm. of the Word of God. And the air is the air. God says that His Spirit is the breath within us. So it's making, when we ask the Lord to fill us, we have to get our hearts churned. And sometimes it needs to go through a tilling. It's interesting, the best time to till is at fall where the changes of the seasons. And sometimes our hearts need to be kind of like broken up to take out the hard stones mm. that make for no room. It kills and 
and it chops up all the organic matter that's there and it makes the soil more fertile. Well, how exciting to think that some of the junk and some of the weeds and some of the heartache that we've gone through in our life, God redeems it. He can chop it up and use it, make you a better person from it. Mm. It's not like it's wasted time. He puts it all in the soil and he makes awesome. it better. So so that's really good. It's really another thing I during my research on this. Did you know earthworms are really good at tooling the soil because they create little holes which make for more air and more water. So God planted earthworms to make the soil better for when that the seeds do fall that they'll grow. And it's very interesting. After you till the soil, you're supposed to wait a little bit before you plant the seeds. And I found that very interesting. I think a lot of us, when somebody's gone through like a major cleansing or let's say they've gone through rehab or just somebody went through a horrible divorce or they lost a loved one and their heart just goes through such a hard time. It's very important that you're patient. You know, the scripture tells us, be patient like the farmer. You know, don't try to grab for the crop before it's time. Things blossom at their own at their own space and own time. And sometimes we have to be patient. So even after the soil has been tilled up and the person seems vulnerable and moist and kind of open to the Lord, it takes a little bit of time and the Lord will know exactly when that seed gets planted. So that's kind of like the difference between um, in James 5, it's in 5, 7, it, it says, wait, let the early and the latter rains come. And um, it's interesting. I was telling Enrique, you know, so many times when you see and you plant something and you and you think, why didn't that plant grow? Like I toiled the soil, I put fertilizer in it, I made that soil, like I just bought it. It's called potting soil. How could this not have grown? Look, this plant grew, but this plant didn't grow. And you're tempted to just throw it out and start again. And what happens is you start to maybe, like you're gonna take it out and you notice that it's budding underneath the, the ground. The other plant just seemed to bud a little sooner. Both plants were going to grow. Both plants were going to mm -hmm. do what it was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But again, sometimes people bloom differently than others. So I guess the challenge is for us is just to make sure that we're allowing the Holy Spirit to till our hearts, to cultivate our hearts so that we can be open like to this message, open to what the Lord might be wooing you in your mm -hmm. life, letting you get rid of some of those rocks, some of the resentments, some of those family members that you've just fallen away from and, and they've taken a lot of your joy. You know, sometimes it says, the Bible says, be at peace with all men as, as far as you can be. I mean, sometimes we can try to bring reconciliation and the person doesn't want it, but then it's not on us. We've gone to them. We've tried to make it right. And then if they, they choose not to, we still walk away with the peace. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's important to just make sure our rocks are out of our, our soil and um, that we're open to receive and that we're soft and pliable. That's awesome, man. Wow. That's really good. You know, um, and so now, you know, if, if you've applied everything that my wife was saying about getting the soil ready. Oh, yes, we all do. We all just, you know, you're, le you're letting, you're letting, uh, God cultivate the heart. You're letting, uh, you're, you're, you're softer, you're ready, you're ready to go. And then at that point, then you have to make decisions as far as, well, what am I going to plant? What am I going to allow to be planted? Mm -hmm. I used to have a saying, I, I use it a lot for myself. It is easier to pluck out a seed than it is to pull out a weed. Absolutely. So when a seed has been planted in your heart, and if you don't, if you let it just fester there, it'll grow into a weed. And then, you know, try to pull a weed out. I mean, you leave a hole. 
And and so, but if you pull out as a seed, if you recognize it immediately, and you pull that thing out, it's just gonna make it mm -hmm. so much easier. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. and so that's part of the preparation. Oh, but yeah, at the same time, it's there's a lot that goes into planting. And uh, I was looking at uh, looking up gardening uh, online, and I found I came across this word called companion planting. Mm. And I thought, what in I the like world that. is companion planting? Honey, yeah, I've been planting next to you. You're stuck with me. <laughs> and so. Um, and so it started looking, it started showing us, uh, showing me of all the different things, like the benefits of planting with companion companionship, basically bringing different plants together. Mm -hmm. And so one of them is the shade regulation. What it does is the taller plant gives shade to the smaller plants that need the shade. So sometimes, you know, that's that's how those things work. So you, so the the small plants that need just a little bit of sun. They're going to excel when they're covered or protected by the mm -hmm. taller plant. At the same time, there are times that those taller plants, they have long stems, you know, or long, long trunks mm -hmm. and like the corn. And so what they'll do is they'll plant a certain plant that grows along the ground that can like cucumbers and peas and they grow up, mm -hmm. uh, up the shoot. And so they help strengthen the corn. At the same time, the corn is helping the cucumber and the bean to grow up too, so that it can grow on the on the shoot, mm -hmm. and so it does that. Another thing um, uh, with with uh, companion planting is that uh, it creates it makes the soil healthier. Nice. Uh, because what it does is some plants have deep roots that go down, mm -hmm. and they pull out the nutrients from the deep parts of the dirt and bring it to the surface. And so, which is what the plant on top that may mm -hmm. not have a great root system is able to pick up. And so they kind of work together, right? And, um, and so that's, that's important. The other thing too, it does, uh, what it does for each other is they, they protect the plants from bugs and disease. Uh, there are certain plants that will repel the bugs that might kill this plant. And so, so all of a sudden they're kind of like working together in a sense, you know, and interesting thing that they found with the bugs that they don't land is that they get confused when they have variety of, of plants with all the different smells and all mm -hmm. the different textures and they get confused and there's something very interesting about that. And so I can see how a garden is just so helpful when you have incredible amount of variety. And so, um, so that's what it takes. The second thing it does is it attracts allies. It may attract certain bugs like ladybugs. You want a ladybug to be in your garden because they'll take care of the other bugs that will eat the leaves and do whatever. Um, mm -hmm. It also helps with weed suppression. Um, there's certain potatoes um, that minimizes um, these other things that would no weeds that would normally grow and the potatoes will kind of like crowd it out so they don't get a chance. So those are all the things that, that companion planting does. And I, I saw that as a, such an interesting uh, correlation to us as people. Like, you know, am I, do I have others in my life that are completely different from me? You know, different, you know, you would say different ethnicities, uh, different backgrounds, different ages, uh, different likes, different dislikes, uh, different perspectives, different, even theologies, uh, different doctrinal perspectives. I mean, do we have variety? Because all those varieties are what make us healthier. Those are important because the bugs are going to try to come. You're going to have different diseases going to try to come and try to kill the plant. Yep. But if you have variety, then you have protection. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need each other. We from different ethnicities, from different age groups, from different countries, mm -hmm. different religions. different. We need that. I need to be able to talk to people that maybe I disagree with or I have a different perspective of, as far as spiritually. I need to talk to them and find out 
why they got what they got and mm-hmm. how did they get there? And you know what? I'm going to learn some things about myself, about my own walk with God, you know, mm-hmm. and things will, that God will reveal, which reminds me of a scripture. It says uh, in Corinthians 1.10, it says, um, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the mm-hmm. sake of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, it says to agree to live in unity mm-hmm. with one another and put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. Be restored as one united body living in perfect harmony. Mm. Form a consistent choreography among yourselves, having a common perspective with a sh- with shared values. So a couple of interesting things that it says here. It talks about unity, of course, but it talks about harmony, which is musical. Mm-hmm. And it talks about choreography, which is dance. How we all move together, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you see a great play or a great movie or a great song and you're listening to the music and it's capturing you and then all of a sudden you see the dancers and they're totally like tying into the the song itself and they make the song even more beautiful and you see how synchronized they are and you see the movements and all that that's all part of the choreography that's what god has done for us mm-hmm. he has brought together a choreographer jesus it's like jesus is tapping the little stick there you know when he has a symphony and then he starts calling out the different parts of the symphony to start playing mm-hmm. you know and and then he tells us to slow down a little bit or or to to go up higher and and then the choreographer is is coordinating all the dance and the movement those are all things that this scripture is talking about mm-hmm. uh that word unity is actually interesting i looked it up in the old testament and it means uh part of the word is a picture of a door and the other one is a picture of a wall and uh one of the interesting things about that it talks about the choice of what's inside or outside is on the door and so, um, so my encouragement to you is be the door, be the door that you may help bring people from the inside to the outside to be that person mm-hmm. that can tie the two together and also be the door when there ever needs there be, um, peace made. Like let's say inside the building, uh, there's a fire. So be the door that shuts everything and says, no, we need to solve it. We can't just, I'm not just going to let you leave. But I'm going to tell you, stay so that you can put the fire out together. Because there mm-hmm. are times that we have to do that. We have to kind of be the door and shut everything so that they can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important. That's what a peacemaker does. Mm-hmm. Um, in Colossians 3.11, it says, In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. It's, it, it reminds me of a garden. I mean, these are he's talking about so many different variations of humanity here. It's almost like a garden. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Christ is all that matters. And he lives in all of us. All of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, mm-hmm. gentleness, and patience. And then he says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. There that's we go nice. again. Yeah, that's nice. That word symphonel is the word here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you get the word symphony from. It means to be harmonious, to be in one accord, uh, to be in accordance, to sounding together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like jazz. You know, mm-hmm. you hear some jazz musicians coming together when they're just jamming. Um, you might have four different musicians coming together, completely different, you know, genres, different ideas, thoughts, and they just start playing. They just start jamming together. And next, next thing you know, in time, 
you start to get this rhythm. You start to get this, this sense of mm-hmm. playing off each other. There's an awareness. And so how do we do that? How do we do that in a practical sense? How do we help our hearts plant mm-hmm. these, these, these different plants in our hearts so we can have this garden that totally reflects God? And so uh, I'm going to close with uh, Philippians chapter 2. It says, uh, 2, 1 to 4. Um, what you need to do is, it says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, or if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, hmm. having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. So I'm going to touch on that. Um, number one, he said a few things. It says ifs. He says this if. If any comfort, if any tenderness, you know, that's saying that you have a choice. Mm -hmm. You see, you have a choice as to who is going to be planted in your heart, Mm -hmm. who is going to become a part of your journey, you know, in this incredible thing called life, right? Who's going to be the people that that you're going to, to do life with? Are you going to find everyone that's like you so that you can be in perfect agreement? Well, you can do that, but... Are you going to become completed and, and fulfilled? No. Yeah. No. I think that's why many times people bring a man and a woman together because they help complete each other. There's so many different variations of the pre, of the two people and you learn so much about yourself because mm-hmm. of the other person that's in your life. Mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And so so we need to have we need to harmonize with each other, you know? Learn to harmonize with each other. We need to have the same mind. In other words, um, we just have the mind of Christ. Yeah, having the mind of Christ, and we have the same commitment. My wife and I are completely different people. Hallelujah! Yeah, can attest to that. <laughs> but the beauty is that we both have the same passion, the same thing for God. Mm-hmm. We we desire to seek after Him, and that's mm-hmm. what brings us together and keeps mm-hmm. us together. Hallelujah! We need to have the same love, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the, of course the love for God and the for love for each other. We need to, this word is agape. So we need to have agape. We need to have unconditional love for one another, even if they are different, even if they have a different perspective, no matter what it is, even if people are coming to your life, maybe that you weren't ready for, uh, but you love them and you meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. And you will see and you will find that there are some things that God is going to reveal to you about you because of that person. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing, we need to have the same purpose because it says in verse 3, being one in spirit and purpose and so I think that is the thing that we need to understand. That's the thing that we need to get for ourselves is that we understand that we have the choice of planting. Right. And it's a good thing to have diversity and it's a good thing. Being in diversity actually protects you. You don't even understand it. And, it, you know, it's just obviously two are better than one. I love the whole companion planting. But I do think that our strengths are other people's weaknesses. Other people's weaknesses are, you know, strengths. I feel like... Um, Know that God walks among us. He loves the planting of the garden that he has. He's put us all on this earth for a reason. And he sees our hearts as a fertile ground to just plant so many things that can change your life, your family's life, the community that you live in, and it can impact the world. Nobody real, We don't realize the influence and the power that we really have, but it all mm-hmm. starts with our heart because our heart um, is, is the birthing place. Is a creative floor for what God wants to do. So let's pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you. Thank you for just the uh, different scriptures that point to a, a song, uh, a harmony, a symphony, Lord God, mm-hmm. and uh, points to a, a, a dance, Lord God. And I pray that we as people, Lord God, would learn to sing and dance together and uh, just enjoy this, this life that you've given us, Lord God, but that we would also seek 
to help each other to help their lives be a, become mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And so, Thank Father, help Lord. us to be a part of the solution that this world desperately needs. I pray God blessings upon all those mm-hmm. that would hear this message and that you would speak to them about tilling their soil, cultivating their hearts, Lord God, and then mm-hmm. looking at the plantings that will be entering into their life so mm-hmm. that they can be a blessing and that they can continue to grow their garden in the way that you would have it be. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us. Right. We love you. We'll see you next week. All right. Bless you. <laughs>